Welcome to this episode of Indian Football Podcast. My name is Gaurav Kapoor. In our previous episode, we spoke about how Sean Dyche became Everton football manager. In today's episode, we are going to talk about the infamous European Super League and its impact on world football. To know more about this, let's get to this one together. Yes, the European Super League is back. A lot of football fans would not have very fond memories with the European Super League. The way it was announced, the format of the league initially when it was announced, I think way back in April 2021. And... They faced a lot of backlash from football supporters. And to be honest, I think a lot of people would agree that it was not the way football should be moving. You know, I mean, that was not the direction that people would want to uh, see this beautiful game move to. So on Thursday, 9th of Feb, 2023, the organizers of this controversial project, A22 Sports Management, announced that a new revised form of European Super League is going to be back in Europe. So they've made a lot of changes, okay? And this time, they are trying to include a lot of clubs. It is going to be a competition of 80 clubs. And it is going to be operated by a separate body it is not going to be operated by uefa definitely because it is going it is going very much against what uefa is trying to preach and they will have a separate governing body so the sports management published results of a comprehensive study with stakeholders across europe on the future of club football so what they're trying to do is that, and you can you do check out the website of A22 Sports Management. It's pretty cool. So what they're trying to say is that they have spoken to a lot of clubs. There are a lot of clubs which are suffering because of UFR's policies. And if you deep down it into a lot of details, believe me, you'll find that not all policies which are monitor or run by UEFA are beneficial for a club. It could be a top tier English football team or it could be a second league Spanish club. Okay, so policies sometimes go in favor of top clubs. And this new European Super League is trying to bring in a lot of expertise, a lot of data, a lot of like, you know, going back to the grassroots, understanding the real problem and then bringing out solutions for them. And they have explained quite beautifully the 10 principles that they want to work upon. So once again, so I'll just I'll just tell you one thing. We It's not that I'm trying to uh, support European Super League. I think they, uh, we cannot have a breakaway league because uh, let's be honest, we are in love with Champions League, right? I mean, we, we love Champions League. We have practically grown up watching that beautiful combination. And so it's not easy for us to, for any football fan to adopt to something new. But at the end of the day, I think as a football fan, we need to understand that 
there are loopholes in the game and football fans need to probably understand them and see which governing body is actually trying to bring out solutions and solutions more often than not are not supposed to be meant for top tier clubs okay let's 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 be very upfront over here yes you could be a liverpool chelsea real madrid barcelona bayern munich fan but at the end of the day for sustaining this beautiful game we need healthy competitions and we need clubs in tier 2 tier 3 league operating properly and not going bankrupt so i'll just explain i'm not going to point out all the i mean i mean all the 10 principles that the european super league uh, is trying to address but yeah i'll break it down into as as simple as possible and uh, i'll try to explain what they are trying to work upon okay so before this when the european super league was announced for the first time if you remember it was mentioned that there would be a selected clubs so selected top clubs who would have the rights to be in this league and that is why a lot of football fans had protested a lot of football clubs had protested because at the end of the day you want a certain qualification certain merit on basis of which a club is gets qualified to play in european super league okay so this time the league will be open it will be a multi divisional club which means that it will have relegation promotion etc it will be a club it will be a league which will be played between 60 to 80 teams and to make this a sustainable model for a lot of clubs a lot of tier 2 and tier 3 clubs the revenue distribution is what they have highlighted as a key initiatives that they are going to take in order to make sure that the league is sustainable not only for the top clubs even for the bottom clubs and most importantly there will be no permanent members okay another thing what they are trying to you know put out a lot of importance is that they have this time mentioned on their official web- official website that the participating clubs should remain committed to domestic football okay because okay yeah so domestic football is very very important imagine imagine i mean if there is no english premier league i mean you know you would not be a football fan of a certain club just because of champions league or a european super league right you would want that certain that that team to play good football domestically as well okay so that is what they have tried to emphasize that yes domestic tournaments and domestic football also has to be of top priority for the club which will participate in european super league okay another thing what they have mentioned is a stable and sustainable revenue the governing body is is actually of a school of thought that the club these days are not being able to predict their revenue with a lot of accuracy and with european super league and a guarantee of minimum 14 european games a lot of clubs will be able to predict their revenue with more accuracy they will be able to plan the the players strategy the recruitment strategy the 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 infrastructure uh, strategy in a lot better way because of revenue 
because of accuracy in predicting their revenue one of the the, the third point i mean I'm, i'm not going point wise i'm just discussing overall but this was the third point or the fourth point and this was the next point that which i'm going to share is a point which i think no football body is talking about players health fifpro the global players union argued that i mean this was just before the world cup they argued that a lot of players are not getting enough rest between matches and uh, you know because also because this time the world cup was held at such a weird time that a lot of players and a lot of teams were not fully prepared for it and the european super league is trying to say that they are going to monitor players health because it's 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 something which has which is not being spoken by a lot of people okay about players health and european super league is time and again saying that players health will be at the center of the game which is according to me a very good initiative all right and if i had to make other key observations from the statement of uh, a22 sports management it would be that they are trying to make football appealing to a lot of younger generation if i had to go according to the data which was recently published fifa also raised a lot of concern that when they when they realized and when they came to know through data that a lot of people especially from the younger generations are not following the game the way uh, it should be uh, for the future of the for the future of this uh, for the for the future of this game so what i mean is that a lot of gen- younger generations are not that keen on football which is not good for the game right and what they're trying to also preach is that they will have best players around the globe uh, you know playing in the european super league competing against each other throughout the year they want to take additional measures to ensure that fans attendance and experience in away matches is is quite enhanced they are also trying to come up with a model which will have consistent infrastructure in all the clubs who will be competing in ESL one of the other pointers which they mentioned was that they want to develop and finance women's football which is a very good initiative so all these initiatives which they have mentioned on the official website and in their memo honestly sounds good it sounds for the future of the game but yes it will have to be done in i would say uh, having a right approach so that the fan experience and the loyalty of the fans is not hampered so coming back so so they are they are so they are talking about developing and financing women's football they want to put women's football at the center stage and investment not only in the professional level but also at the grassroots level which is which is quite a good initiative they want to focus more on social causes and this i'm talking in general this is not in terms of women's football they want to focus more on social causes 400 million euros per year will be committed to non participating clubs they want to have more transparency 
under the supervision of independent authority so that financial breaches do not exist these were the pointers which they have covered in in on their on on their website and if i had to talk as a neutral person and not as a football fan which is quite difficult these initiatives and these pointers that they have highlighted are actually the challenge which the footballing world is actually facing but honestly the first impression of european super league has been so poor that it is very hard for someone to believe in this the three clubs who are still trying to convince trying to preach this is of course real madrid barcelona and juventus but if i had to conclude this episode i would say that if european super league actually comes into existence and and in practicality the gap between european football and other continents i believe will widen even further because there will be a lot of revenue there will be a lot of profits there will be top players trying to play only in the clubs that will participate in european super league i think the monopoly will further drive towards uh, towards 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 europe so that is what i feel would be one challenge and i think by the end of 2023 24 season it is likely that it will shape the future of the european game because a lot of verdicts are going to be declared are going to come out because uh, you know i mean uefa and the a22 body is currently in a tussle and i think by the end of 24 23 24 season a lot of things will start coming into places whether esl comes into existence or it does not come into existence is a very different story but the points that the esl is trying to try to you know take heads on i really support those points and we will have to see what the future of the game looks like by in in the coming few months thank you for joining in today stay tuned for more please don't forget to subscribe like give us a five star rating and please share it with your friends we would love to have more and more people giving us feedback and i am sure you cannot wait for the next episode please stay tuned we'll be back soon thank you so much